Good morning. Welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church of Gadsden. It is good to see all of you gathered here, and uh, we also welcome those who are worshiping online with us today. Uh, a few announcements before, as we move into our time of worship. Uh, gift to Gadsden registration is open. You may register online or by calling the church office. Also, the mission project for July is Christmas in July. Stockings for the Salvation Army for you to fill are available in the Chestnut Street entrance. Let us prepare ourselves for worship. Heavenly Father, as we bow before you this day, we give you thanks for the opportunity to come from different places with different experiences and different, different gifts to be your church. We pray that your spirit would fill us this day so that we might be renewed and refreshed to go into the world to be your witnesses. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.
remain standing as we say what we believe together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended to heaven and sit at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. and offerings and as you're preparing to give your gifts uh, please take a moment and sign in your attendance in the pew pads and if you're new here like I am please fill out your connect card and place it in the offering plate let us pray Heavenly Father may the offering that we give today be more than just dollars in the plates but may our lives be an offering to you through our presence, through our prayers, through the gifts that we bring, through our service, through our witness to others. May we be priests at the altar of the world. We pray over the gifts that we receive today. We ask that you guide us in their use and multiply them for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
You may be seated. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day and this opportunity to come together to be your church. We thank you for all the families, all the people represented here today and how we work together and you bring us together to be the body of Christ for a broken world. God, as we gather, we ask that you be with those among us who are sick and hurting, who are struggling this day, especially those who need intervention by your Holy Spirit and need uh, your love in a powerful way and need your comfort in times of grief and loss. We pray for ourselves, God, asking that you forgive us our sins and you help us every day to be more like Jesus. And we also pause to ask your blessings upon not only our time of worship, but this church, our community, and our world. This we pray in the name of the one who taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Children, you're dismissed to Children's Church with Miss Catherine.
something new, especially to a captive audience and uh, online presence. There's so much to remember in worship, and it's I'm just trying to figure it all out, and I feel like there's so many missteps. Like, I, I sit here and I think, oh, I left my keys on the pulpit for everyone online to see. <laughs> Do you know how uncomfortable it is to watch somebody do something for the very first time and lead in, in worship? Of course you do, because you've been watching me do that for two weeks. And uh, I'm sure in all this, you're probably wondering, what in the world is she doing here? Well, the short answer to that would be, the bishop sent me. The long answer is a bit more complicated and one that I'm going to try to answer but also pause and, and help you ask for yourself, what, what am I doing here? But before we get to those questions, I invite you to take your Bible and turn to the 12th chapter of Romans. Romans 12, and we're going to start at verse 1. Romans 12, 1 through 8. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds, so that you may discern what is the will of God what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and not all members have the same function. So we who are many are one body in Christ, and individually we are members one of another. We have gifts that differ according to grace given to us, prophecy in proportion to faith, ministry and ministering, the teacher in teaching, the exhorter in exhortation, the giver in generosity. 
the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are reminded in your word today that you have gifted all of us so that we might be a living sacrifice to honor you. Challenge us with that word today so that we might find our way and our place to serve. God, I ask that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So we are in the second week of a journey through extraordinary. Last week, we looked at Jesus's extraordinary presence with us, and this week, we look to how Jesus brings us together to something extraordinary, to be Christ's body. This six-week sermon series is designed to be an introduction to me and a reminder that Jesus is with us in this transition and also the reminder of the basics of our faith. So I told you a moment ago, I would answer the question, what is she doing here more than just the bishop sent me? Actually, this story started not too far from here in Cherokee County. I grew up in southern Cherokee County in a small rural church, Mountain Springs United Methodist, and it was there that I was encouraged, I was loved, and affirmed in faith. And I grew in faith, and I developed a deep love of the church. So much so that I was one of those odd children that loved to play church. And I would play church with anyone that would listen, my grandfather's cows, my stuffed animals, and if that didn't work, I would even have an imaginary congregation. And in addition to playing church, I also loved, now this is really odd, to peruse the Cokesbury catalog for my church. Now, for those of you who are young, you may not know what a catalog is. This is how we got stuff before Amazon. And for those of you who grew up not in the United Methodist Church, uh, Cokesbury is the United Methodist Supply House, Publishing House. They have everything United Methodist, baptism certificates, communion supplies, choir robes, you name it, they've got it. So not only did I like to preach and pl play church, I also like to make imaginary orders for my church. So somewhere in there was a deep calling and love for the church. Also growing up, I attended Camp Simatonga, a United Methodist summer camp not too far from here in Gallant, Alabama. And it was there at a Thursday night communion service I caught a glimpse of how much God loves me in Jesus Christ. And I made a commitment that if Jesus loved me that much, enough to die for my sins, that I had to follow. So I went home, talked to my pastor, and made a profession of faith and was baptized in the church. Fast forward a little bit, and uh, college, I became involved with the Wesley Foundation at Jacksonville State. There I met a very handsome young man named Rob Reynolds from Maine, but I also had a chance to explore my calling and where God was leading me in, in faith. 
And I really felt a call to local church. Because remember, I love the local church. But I didn't know about this clergy woman thing. Women can't be preachers. So my uh, campus minister told me to take some time, pray about it, and get a job in a local church and discern my call. And I took that advice. I did. And I did. And somewhere along the way, God opened a door for me to go to seminary. And my first class was homiletics and preaching. And I preached my first sermon, and I knew. I knew that God was calling me to ministry in the local church. And after graduation from Candler, which, by the way, just a side note, um, I was a hardened scholar, which a hardened scholar is a recipient of a scholarship from First United Methodist Church Gadsden and the generosity of the Hardin family. So you helped pay for my seminary education. Thank you very much. So I was at Candler, and then afterwards I received an appointment um, to a local church. And my first one was Pell City First United Methodist Church, and that is where Andy is now. So that's where I started out. We were there six years, and then I moved to Ulaton, uh United Methodist Church. That's the Methodist Church in Walter Welburn in Anniston. And then Christ Central here in this area in Rainbow City where I served for seven years. And then five years ago, Bishop Wallace Padgett called me and asked me to serve on her cabinet as a district superintendent. That was such a surprise and a great honor. But I tell you, while I have skills for administration, doing that work affirmed my belief that disciples are not made with administration. They're made with relationships and in the local church. I have a deep love for the local church and deep relationships. And, and being a district superintendent, while well, I gained mad skills and I can um, lost my people-pleasing tendencies and now I have the ability to run a, a contentious meeting with ease, I knew I needed to be back in a local church. People have asked me, were you forced to come back to the local church? No. I was I asked to come back. I want to be here. And the past few weeks have affirmed that in my life. I am blessed to be here. And that's what I'm doing here today. But also, I'm not only here to answer that question for you, but I want you to ask that question of yourself. What are you doing here today? Why are you here? Because we all have a story from the babies that are in our nursery to the most tenured member who's been a part of this church longer than I've been alive. We all have a call story. God has led us here today. Now, for some of you, you may know exactly how you fit, why you are here, and your purpose. But others of you may be visiting. Some of you may be struggling. Some of you may be trying to figure out, what am I doing at First United Methodist Church? Wherever you are in that story, God has a calling for your life. And you are a part of, of this church, the body of Christ at this church. You are a part of that story. The scripture reading that I shared with you today is Paul's letter to the, from Paul's letter to the church at Rome. 
He is traveling westward, or about to travel westward, and is, is writing to secure support for his missionary journeys. Theologians believe that the book, uh, the letter to Rome is the most theologically complex and complete work of Paul. So as he's instructing the early church how they are to live as disciples and how they are to live by faith. And in this particular section we look at today, he is sharing with them how they are to live or be a living sacrifice to God. In the temple, the priest would make sacrifices of grain and living animals. Now that is gone. And Paul is saying that instead of making sacrifices like that, we are to present ourselves as a holy and living sacrifice to God. That God has gifted us and blessed us with certain gifts, with gifts of prophecy and teaching and cheerfulness and, and caring for others. All these many gifts come together to be Christ's body. We've been gifted and called to use our gifts to God. We offer ourselves to God through these gifts of the Holy Spirit. Theologian Cynthia Campbell writes, listen closely, I love these words. We are all like priests, Paul says, offering praise and thanksgiving to God. What we offer is our bodies, by which means we offer our whole selves. How we live each day is the prayer we offer God. As a priest serves God at the altar, so our transformed lives serve God at the altar of the world. Listen to that. As the priest serves God at the altar, so our transformed lives serve God at the altar of the world. Paul's teachings were very relevant for the early church as they were trying to form church and people were coming together and using their talents in different ways to bring God glory. But they're relevant for us too. We all have gifts to bring. We're not the same, but we each bring unique and beautiful gifts that make a difference in Christ's body. Every one of us is gifted and blessed, and every one of us is called to use those gifts to be the church. We are different, we are unique, but Christ has called us together to be First United Methodist Church. So I've been taking some time to wander around the church and it didn't take me long to discover the senior pastor wall, which is outside of my office. I don't know if you've taken some time to look at that wall, but there's some unique people on the wall. Isn't that right, Ken? <laughs> and unusual names and unusual facial hair and as I look at that wall I realize that when my picture goes up I'm not going to look like anybody else but in addition to that I wouldn't be like anybody else anyway because if they were to answer the question what are you doing here each would have a unique and individual response because all the pastors on that wall are, are different. Some were great preachers, some were great teachers, administrators, some were great pastoral care, some were great cheerleaders and helpers. 
They all had different gifts to contribute to lead the church. They all made their mark in a special and unique way. They all led through their gifts. Last week, I challenged you to look around and feel the presence of Christ with us. This week, I challenge you to look around and see Christ here through us. Look around and you will see teachers and preachers and wise elders and uh, cheerleaders and servants and generous people. You will see the beauty of the body of Christ. Because part of our theology is something called the priesthood of all believers. And the priesthood of all believers means we are all priests of the gospel. I'm not the only minister in this place. You are a minister too. Not just the staff, not just the leaders of this church. Every one of us, every one of us, from the children that went out towards Catherine to the most senior members, we are all ministers of the gospel. We are carriers of good news. And God has gifted us and equipped us to share the good news with the world. To be good news for the world. To come together to be this church. We are the body of Christ living sacrificially to honor Christ and be the church. And that's so amazing to think about. To think about how individually we are gifted. And individually, those gifts might be something ordinary, but they come together to be something extraordinary in the hands of Jesus. Now, I have a, a simple illustration of how this works, and, and please bear with me. But I want you to listen to this list. Sugar, unbleached flour, palm oil, cocoa processed with alkali, High fructose corn syrup, leaven, salt, soy, chocolate, and artificial flavors. Now, in giving you that list, that doesn't sound too appealing. Maybe the chocolate, but the rest of it isn't that appealing to you. But all those ingredients taken in the hands of a benevolent creator in the right process, in the right time, come together to be something Extraordinary joy and temptation in a cookie form, an Oreo cookie. <laughs> Individually, simple, together, something great. And that's kind of how I see the church. Individually, we may not be capable of what we believe is, is to be changing for this community, for this church, for this world. But together, in the hands of Christ, we are something extraordinary. Together, we are First United Methodist Church of Gadsden. Together, we are the body of Christ. It's kind of like the choir. That anthem was amazing. You could feel it in your soul. And that, that was so beautiful. And every voice was important in that. The individual voices were not as important or is not extraordinary as the sum of the whole. Thank you, choir. The sum is something greater than the individual, and so are we. 
And with that in mind, I want you to rest in the question. Rest in this question. What am I doing at First United Methodist Church Gadsden? How am I part of this body? How am I plugging in? How am I living up to that vow of prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness? How am I the church? Just let that question rest with you this week and figure out and find out how God is calling you to be part of his extraordinary mission of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you have called us, and not only called us, you have gifted us to be your church. And I just pray that as we move forward together, that you help us to find our own unique place so that we might be your church for a hurting and broken world. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
the benediction, a quick announcement. There is a banner for Gift to Gadsden for publicity, and um, Philip and Eileen have asked that we gather together on the front steps if you are able and have the time and make a picture for, for publicity to Gift to Gadsden. I'd appreciate it if you're able to do that. Please know that if you feel God calling you to a new commitment or response to, to him that you want to talk about, I'll be available after we make the picture. Or if you have a prayer need in your life, I will be available for that as well. And now, go forth from this place. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.